What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 11 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I am joined by my co-hosts, Christian. What's up, Christian? How's it going? It's nice to be back. And Dat Boy Dobby. What's good? Got a win, but uh, not really happy with it. Yeah, so let's uh, let's not let's not dip our toes in. Let's jump right the fuck in. One, zero, win. How are we feeling? Um. Okay. So, I'll get the negative out the way first. Um. It was a it was a win. It wasn't fucking pretty, and I wasn't too stoked with what I saw, considering that that our only goal and our home opener came via an own goal. So it wasn't even really through our own hard work that we actually earned a goal and were able to score for ourselves. We had to rely on the uh, defense going just full-blown stupid on a play and putting the ball nicely into their own, you know, upper 90 in order to secure a victory. So on that, on that, uh, you know, with that in mind, that's, that's, you know, that's not a, it's not a very encouraging result. However, there, and then there is a however to this. The, t- the team generated plenty of chances. Uh, it was the first game. I don't know if you guys saw the heat. I don't get, know if you guys saw the map about where we were uh, forcing turnovers, but we were forcing turnovers very high up the pitch, something that we haven't been doing through these first two games. Uh, so our press was working quite well. 18 and, of them to be exact. Yeah. And so we were able to do that. We were creating chances. We were dangerous in the box. The issue is we weren't finishing. So in my mind, now this might seem like a bit too optimistic, but in the way I see it, once we get a striker, this team is dangerous. Because we could have easily had two, three, maybe even four goals on Saturday. We honestly, we honestly should have won minimum 3-0. Minimum, yeah, I, minimum I agree with you. I agree. Uh, I thought there, there, was a, there was a chance that I thought Santi should have buried. There was an easy chance that Gabi just... Uh, just didn't I don't I don't know what he did with it like how he handled that ball like the, when he had to take that one touch maybe he was expecting Talos to get something on it and he kind of just reacted and didn't really have time for it but regardless he's got to be ready to put that away especially you know we know Gabi he's a he's a dog we we know how much talent he has especially when it has comes to his eye for goal and you know like he should have put that away there was one chance that I thought Talos should have should have done a little bit better on uh, I think Mati got a little bit with the offside. Keaton Parks, that, like, him going outside of the foot near post on that one chance where it was squared to him into the box, like, I don't know what he was thinking and why he didn't just put his right foot through it. He was using his weak foot to try to put that one in near post. Why he didn't just collect it with his right and just kind of try to guide it to the far post or the near post. We could have easily scored, now that I think about it, at least four goals on our own accord with with or without the own goal. So... We're creating the chances, something that we weren't doing a lot in the first week and something something we weren't doing at all during the first week and something we only saw glimpses of in that second week. But overall, my opinion of this team now is that if we get a striker, we're a contender. That, like, and, and, and we didn't pay for it with, our, with blood. We, we got the three points. So I'll take it. It's not pretty. But, what do yeah, you, I don't know, what Joe. Do you, what, do you what do you guys think about... I felt personally that in the first half, we were kind of force feeding Gabby a little bit too much and that Gabby in turn was kind of going to the well a few too many times with the cut in the cut in the left foot 
and try to bend the ball back to the back post. I think he had like two nearly identical shots. One of them was blocked, and one of them did not go where he wanted to, and it kind of just rolled effortlessly to the keeper. Um, do we think that in order for Gabby to be ultra ultra successful, not like granted, I think with that left foot of his, I think he can be just bored, like I think he can be successful. But in order for him to be like potential like a Golden Boot winner. Um, potential all M- all MLS starting eleven at the end of the year. Do we think that he has to kind of develop more tools in his in his uh, arsenal than just having the uh, invertedness to cut in and shoot the ball with his left foot and bend and have a bending finesse ball going towards the back post? Because in, like, maybe because like at, at a certain point, if a defender knows oh Gabi has the ball, he's going to cut in. You become a little bit predictable, and he did it two times in a row very early on in the game, and uh, one like I said, one shot was blocked. One shot was just uh, dribbled into the into the into the goalkeeper. What do you guys think about that? Perhaps, perhaps that is true. Um, yeah, if you just kept, if you just kept force. Feet, I, I wanna I wanna touch on the defense real quick. Uh, uh, in the first half, I thought Chino Chino was terrible. It's fucking shit. I I I was I was just sitting there in my seat. I'm like, oh my god, man! Like, really? Every time, every time. I thought our defense, for the most part of this game, was like really good. Honestly, no, no, they weren't good except 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 for Chano in the first half, where he was just like, fucking I, god. He was just go, awful. I would On the ball, this. he was. I, I don't know. I I I, 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 I don't agree. I I, I, I thought Chano like like no, there was some. He was, no, I, I he was, was, he was on the ball. He was terrible. He was terrible on the ball as, as a left the at the left center back. There was one Dude, situation. There was one situation that I can recall where. He kind of took a touch and the ball went off somebody like in front of him, and then he kind of backtracked. and I don't remember if he played it into touch or he played it back to Barraza who cleared the danger. I don't remember exactly what happened. Nothing serious happened. I thought uh, I don't, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust him in that left center back role. I don't trust him. I want I, a new left center back. See, I thought him and Martins like played like probably like their best game like as a partnership like all season. That uh, like uh, I, I thought they. There was like one chance they gave to Yosef that kind of went over the bar, but if like you were really there, it was a very tight angle and a very tight window, and he had to go high in order to get that ball. He couldn't have like rolled it in. He had to go high, and in that case, like I thought that Barraza had it covered. Like so, like in that case, I, I was kind of like, yeah, that's probably like a point three xg shot, you know, at the end of the day from the top of the area. I thought there was one very good stop that Martins made against the counter. In, in the second half, I remember like seeing like, oh no, you know, somebody, I don't remember if it was um, Kufre or Misha who kind of uh, messed up. I think it was Kufre and then kind of like missed their assignment. And then like Martins came like storming in and actually was able to like, you know, clear his lines. And I thought that was like really good defending. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like that our defense, I thought our defense for pretty much 90 minutes was pretty solid. It wasn't perfect, no, but it was just. I just, I, no, I just, I just thought Chanel was the the weak link in that first half. They were, they, they were just going wild at that at that left that left footed flank every every time in Miami in that first half. That's not, well, they were doing that's that mostly. What? No, no, Chanel was Chanel was playing left center back. They were going after Kufre oh, and you, Chanel. You said their left on, side on their side of the defense. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I meant our left side. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were they, they 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 were constantly going down that that the left uh, in the first half. Uh, they were going after Kufre and uh, Chano. I think I think they knew like Chano. He misplaced a couple passes to start the game. Uh, he kind of 
kind of he just looks shaky out there. Well, I don't. I just don't trust him. The only glaring mistake that I saw Chanel make was that he brought a ball down and and took it down on a touch, and then it rolled out for a corner kick, um, because he he didn't have a nice a good enough touch. But other than that, that was the only like glaringly like, what the fuck are you doing, Chanel? Like that was the only moment where I was like, he missed he misplaced a pass in the first ten seconds of oh, the game. Wait, he, oh. Well, first ten seconds of the game, yeah. But you yeah, also you have, have to, to take build, that into account. You have to build into the game a little bit. Yeah, like Ew. I mean. Like if, if if you're if you if you think he's shit for an entire half because of some, one like mis like misplaced pass that he put like in the first ten I don't know I don't think that's a fair assessment me personally no I thought, no he no he was shaky on the ball I I, I didn't I didn't like him on the ball every he, time he, he got the ball I thought he completed, I was going to make a mistake he completed forty or forty passes forty see I recall him sorry I I recall him um uh. I, I recall him actually like getting out of danger at one point, like and kind of like touching it around like opponents. I think him and Martins both did that during this game. Like, like I, I, uh, I, 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 did, I didn't like it when he did it. It looked too shaky. I, I thought for me. Yeah, but he had did. a good game in the air. Much better game in the air than yeah. previously as well. Oh yeah, he was very good. Both of our center backs are very good in the air. Uh, like last night uh, on Saturday, not not last night uh, on Saturday. I thought uh, defensively, I thought we were very good. Honestly, I thought. And, and attacking-wise, I thought we were very good. The thing that we were missing was the finish. That's the problem. But that's that. That's why I feel so nice about this. Um, but what was even your question? Like, what, was it about um, like like how Gabi? My, my original question was about was about Gabi as, as far as Gabi's concerned, I don't necessarily think that this was this is going to be a problem because there because there um, there was like that the, there was a. Um, you know, there were opportunities for him to get off decent shots, and he just kind of, like, fluffed it on certain occasions and shot it right at the keeper. He, see he seems to... I don't think he's as one-footed as we think, because he seems to use his right foot quite a bit, especially when he's on the ball. He, def he's definitely, he definitely prefers his left, but I definitely would... I, I would consider him a two-footed player. I don't think he needs necessarily to be on his, le on his, uh, his left foot. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And I also think that if we get a striker, that situation is going to figure itself out. Because once you have a striker that can create a little bit more space for him to do his thing, I think um, he's going to contribute much more healthily in the, uh, the goal-scoring department. But it, it, that's dependent upon whether or not we get a striker before the summer. But, you know, I don't know how, well, if we're thinking about adding anybody else before, the, before April. You know, or if we're going to try to wait and see if we can cash in in the summer window. But, yeah, I, I think it might be an issue now, but I don't know. We'll see. About a, about a month and a little bit left to, to get a striker if we want to get it now. Yeah. All right. Um, what did we think from the second uh, second appearances for – I think second appearances. Third Second appearance for Mitya Lenik, right? And third appearance... No, second start for Mitya. Back-to-back -back starts, yeah. Third start for Kufre, right? Third yes. start for Kufre, yeah. Um, and, and, and also Mati's first start on the left. Yeah. Um, Mitya, I thought, was pretty good. Uh, people keep saying he looks like Phil Foden. I think in person he looks like a 12-year-old Alex Ring, personally, to me. I think that's what he looks like. Um... I thought he was fine. Kufre was okay. I don't remember him doing anything particularly splendid, but uh, I definitely I don't think he hurt us out there. 
I don't think he had like a stinker. Uh, he was all right. Had, yeah, he was all right. It's fine. I'm, you know, I'm still not convinced of, that he brings much more than either O'Toole or even Amundsen does. But I mean, <laughs> he's still acclimating himself into the system and he's still adjusting. He's in a brand new country. He probably, you know, and he's on a team that speaks about four different languages at this point. And, you know, it's probably still trying to get his feet under Learn him English. and adapt. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to adapt, and I'm willing to like give him time. I don't I don't want him to, uh, you know, necessarily like get ousted just yet. Like I said weeks ago, you know, he's fine. Mitra I thought was pretty good. Um, I do I like I like Mitra's passing. I think Mitra's passing is very good. Defensively, I don't think he's an upgrade over Tavon at all. I actually think, but he offensively, is. he definitely is. I think actually defensively he actually might be somewhat of a downgrade personally, but uh, offensively he offers a lot more going forward. So, so there's, there's uh, one... well, even he was passing back a lot this game. Well, yeah. So there's one. There was a moment in the game where Micha was. I can't tell you the exact minute, but Micha was was making forward passes, and then one of his passes, one of his passes either got intercepted or or deflected out for, and it didn't go well, or it got intercepted or something. And then I noticed, I was like, after that, it seemed like Mitya was a little bit hesitant to kind of go forward with the ball. Um, so he like, he didn't have the confidence anymore after that, after like that one incident where, and then they, he, all of his passes after that kind of seemed, and even like he didn't even want to dribble. Like in, this, in I think it was like more in the second half, he didn't really want to dribble forward either. He, everything was kind of going back towards the center backs or in, or in centrally. He really didn't want, like, he, we, I didn't see what I saw in the first two games from him. Where he was like constantly trying to get forward, constantly having that confidence to dribble. There was one long dribble that he did make earlier in the in the beginning of the game, where he cut he cut it was an overlap. In, yeah, he cut it. It was underlap. He he in, he uh, in, he inverted his run and then made like a splitting run between two defenders and then made a nice little like fifteen yard run with the ball. I think we gave him a pass and I think the the cross was probably cleared or yeah. went to the keeper. But I mean, overall. I mean, I think every every passing game, I, I like what I see from these guys. Um, I do think it's going to be difficult for Malty or uh, well, Gloucester's not even here anymore. Um, O'Toole, yeah, Malty or O'Toole to to really. I mean, I, I can see them getting spot starts in like the US Open Cup and Leagues Cup and stuff oh, like that. God, God, God knows when O'Toole will play next uh, for, for this team. Well, I mean, but it all depends on what the formation is, right? Because O'Toole's not O'Toole's not really suited to play as a as a fullback and a four in the back. He's more of a three five so, guy. So, despite what I said about earlier about like me actually be, being encouraged by how many chances that we created, because like I said, there could have easily been a timeline in an alternate universe where we scored four goals. Mm -hmm. Like it was not a close game. We dominated them. It was not a close game at all. The score line suggests a lot tighter of a game than it actually, especially in the second half. Yeah. Oh, the second half was, was it was a shooting gallery. It was like it was one way traffic the entire time. Um, they, they only got in our box like what, like probably three times that whole second I, half. I've I've said it before. I'm not scared of Josef Martinez. He's washed. He's not. He's not who he used to be. Uh, and got an he, offside goal. Uh, yeah, but the, so what? Anybody can score when they're offsides. Yeah, you're offside. That's why you're not allowed to be offside because there's nobody on you. He like he Especially like. And I saw it from the supporter section, like, from a mile away. I'm like, this guy's fucking, like, a day and a half offside. Like, I can see it from here. I wasn't even worried about it. I immediately looked over to the line judge, like so. And I was just like, you're going to call something right there, right? And I, made a, I, made a, I made a comment to Joe in the, in the second half. I'm like, I'm ulti I play ultimate team. I know how offsides work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, he, he's an Almiron merchant who's passed it. 
with the leg injuries and without a certain Paraguayan there. The to, yeah, the, the, and a certain Paraguayan there to aid him. Uh, and also so, so many years on turf as well. However, I still think what I was going to say was I still think this team needs to move back to the three back. I still think that's where we're going to be the most successful, especially without a nine. I think that's why it worked because it, 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 it made up for the fact that we didn't have a nine. Like, like having like those sheer numbers and getting those sheer numbers up top and then relying on one of our defensive midfielders and our back three to take care of business as soon as the ball was clear, was, was cleared away. Like it, I, I think that we honestly need to think about that. Going well, whether you want to call it a five-three-two or three-four-three, you know, whatever, you know, like or five-two-three rather, like whatever you want to call it. Like I think that's honestly, I feel like that should still be the goal moving forward. I don't know why we're doing the four-three-three right now. Uh, obviously, it created tons of chances, but who's putting away those chances? I thought I thought Santi had a. I thought Santi had a brilliant game from the number ten as far as passing wise is concerned. He just he's not a finisher. And he's never really been. I thought he was brilliant on the ball. I thought he was brilliant passing. But I just he just didn't <laughs> that one v one chance where he had it like in, inside the six yard box. Me and Joe were like sitting next to each other and like and Joe was like Joe like after after the shot, he's Joe's like we talked about this like on the pod, like he just has shit finishing. Yeah, he's just he's good at everything else though. And and all those doubts that we had, like about him maybe playing the ten as opposed to the wing, I I I think for me from my standpoint was alleviate. He was, he, and, and also he was, mo he was all over the place too. He was like, like, but not quite in the way that Maxi was, but we saw him like very, getting very deep to collect the ball. And I wasn't, I, I liked what I saw from Santi. I'll provide a little bit of a counter argument there. Um, I think that Talis and Santi have a little bit of the itis when it comes to uh, dribbling too much and doing too much. I think they, I, they, they yeah, keep Talis it simple sometimes rather than trying to. Uh, start an N one mixtape tour for MLS and just trying to embarrass. I think I think Talis dribbles too much. That's why he probably can't be a nine, and he doesn't suit that nine because he tries to do little fancy flicks here and there, and uh, he's just, it, it's 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 clear as day now. He's he's better off as a winger. I agree with Talis uh, for sure. Uh, there was certain there were certain some points during the game where I thought Talis looked really really good, and there was like periods of the game, like ten minute periods, where he just I felt he just got too married to the idea. Of I'm gonna dribble past everybody and create like the end one mixtape like of all you know like to end all end one mixtapes. I, I, I don't just have, a, just have like a dribbling compilation for YouTube. I don't I like Joe probably had a better view than I did because I was in the supporter section, but I don't recall too many times where I said Santi's got to get the ball off his feet sooner. I mean, maybe that that it did happen. He was three times. He was, di he was dispossessed three times in the game. But as, a, but as an attacking midfielder, that's not like really alarming to me because as an attacking midfielder, your job is to pull the strings, and sometimes you're going to have to create some space, and that's not going to work out every single time. I'm pretty sure Maxi Morales was dispossessed quite he was a few also, times. Like he was also one for seven on successful dribbles. Yeah, but, but that's not that. But once again, I don't even like really see that as part of Santi's game. Santi is a per, is a player who I feel like is just a very very good passer. Uh, like, like, I watched Santi yesterday. I, I, I didn't have a pro uh, Yes, I keep on saying yesterday. It was fucking Saturday. We're recording this on Monday. Get it together, Christian. Uh, I've had a day, guys, in case, like, uh, we talked about it off air. We don't have to talk about it on air. I've had a day. Uh, but, yeah, no. Um, I, I didn't see much. If I recall, 
like when I looked at like Thought Mob, except for one player, it's it pretty much says that everybody had a pretty good game. I think everybody was over a seven except for uh Gabby. Who was the one player on the six point nine? Gabby. The, yeah. Uh which is seems upside down at this point. Also I thought Sands was brilliant. Yeah, no, Sands was Sands was great. Sands was so good, and and now it's two weeks in a row. I just, it's one of those situations where I don't even know how we went without him for a year. Like, like I like I don't know because, like I love Alfredo, but Alfredo is nowhere near the defender that James Sands is. When James Sands is in that bag, he's just not. Uh, and Kacha just never did it for me. I was never a fan of Kacha. Once he kept, I was a fan of him when he was coming off the bench, but once he became a fixture of the starting 11, and I was excited for that move for him, by the way, because I wanted to see him succeed there, but I was not impressed with Kacha at all. Was, not, was, was it, wasn't he kind of forced to play there because we, we just get, kept getting injuries in the summer? No, well, Kacha's a six. According to everybody that I've ever talked to, he's a six. He wasn't playing out of position. He's not an eight. He's a six. No, he, that's his he spot. Was, he's he was out of position. He was playing right back. That's, that's where he was out of position at. Yeah, yeah. Well, occasionally they would throw him out yeah. right back, which I actually didn't think he was too bad at. I didn't think he was great at it. I thought it was fine. You know, if like in a pinch, if he needed to put him there, I wouldn't be mad about it. Uh, but James Sands was brilliant. I cannot stress uh, enough. Uh, did, 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 James Sands played the whole game, right? Yes. Uh, I believe so. Didn't he have a moment in like like late on in the second half? Oh, late on in so, the second half, and like much time where he he so received wait. the ball like at the top of the box, and he tried and he just passed it and he gave the ball away to a Miami player or something I, like that. I, I don't I don't recall like the one mistake he might have made in the game, but like listen, if like you're on for ninety minutes and you only make one mistake and everything else is very very good, like exceptional, then whatever. You're he everybody sh- makes mistakes. He, he should have shot mistakes. that. He should have shot that. Honestly, here's here's what I wanted to do. Alfredo came on later. And Keaton moved up into the 10. Yeah. And I really liked what we saw then. Honestly, as far as, like, chance creation then, I I really liked Keaton at that 10. Yeah, but at, yeah, but at that point, then Santi was playing the 9. Yeah, and I liked Santi at the 9, personally. His that, movement's good. Yeah, but, he, then, but he can't finish also, for shit. Then we also have, then we also have like, Jason, like, out, out wide for, like, a little while. It's yeah, the end of the game. Uh, he drew a foul in his first minute on. <laughs> uh, so I don't think Jason. I don't think Jason played too uh, too poorly. Uh, he was all right. He was all right. Here's the thing: there was a few chances where I thought he might have been able to do something, but the pass wasn't perfect to him. I, 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 I he thought he was going to score at one point. Yeah, well, there was a there was a point where like he got a ball, and but the thing is, he kind of got dragged out a little bit. And I thought that he was getting, like, if he had met the ball and gotten a shot on it, I legitimately think he might have had a chance of scoring it. I thought he was going to score. But then he kind of, ha- like, kind of got dragged out, like, towards the corner. And I was just like, oh, fuck. But, and he, listen, I know he can't finish. But Keaton at the 10 and Sotsi at the 9 looked really good as far as, like, chance creation was concerned. If Sotsi had gotten on, like, 1v1 down the middle. I'm pretty sure he would have scored something. But like just what but when he's off to those sides, those those positions where a nine he should missed, finish. He wait, 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 he missed the 1v1 from five yards out. No, yeah, no. He missed he he his shooting was bad. But I is it bad? Is it is it still wrong that I kind of liked what I saw from a chance? He he plays it very, very well as far from a positioning standpoint. 
like, 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 we can all have different opinions of how Talis plays the nine. Is he playing the nine well? Is he playing it wrong? It's a bit of a controversial topic considering his skill set as a player. When I saw Santi at that nine and Keaton at the ten, and then Alfredo and James Sands backing them up behind him, I didn't hate it. What you what, what you're not. So, so, so you're getting naughty thoughts of Santi at the nine. You want to play Santi oh, at the nine the now, you naughty boy. I, I think if you can, I don't expect it to. <laughs> naughty thoughts. Pause for a second. Pause. Oh, mega pause. Mega pause. <laughs> so listen. Here's the thing. I think if if there's anybody on the pitch that is suited to be like that quote unquote, I know it gets overdone, overused to death. If there is anybody on the pitch that's suitable to do that false nine quote-unquote role santi might be perfect for him he's got a great work rate he's great nobody can deny his his vision or his distribution skills nobody like that that's undeniable it's unreproachable if anyone wants to fight me about it we can have that fucking fight he's a very good he's very good when it comes to passing the, the ball very good um i would like to see just once just once We'll talk about Mati in a second. Because I don't necessarily think he had a shitter either. Like, like, I thought that on... He's not... I don't know what the fuck Miami saw in him as a DP. I'll say that much. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking when they signed him to on, a DP. Uh, he, got, he got so unlucky on that bullshit offside call. I, th- I thought the bullshit was... I thought it was onside. I think they called the offside on... I think they called the offside on Santi Rodriguez because he was because uh, of the, the initial shot he kind of stood in front of the keeper. Yeah, maybe, but I thought, perhaps you're calling an offside thought, on that. I thought Mati was fine. I would like to see his and, best game with us so far. Yeah, no, for sure, without a doubt, without question. I I would like to see in the future James Sands at the six, Alfredo Morales at the eight, Keaton Parks at the ten, Santi at the nine, Talos Gabby wings. I think that could do. I think that could bode well for us. I so, do so think so. That, so, leaves, so that leaves playing Greeny on the bench. It leaves Paul Greeny on the bench. Wait, I, but I have a question listen. for you guys. What's up? Whose wife or girlfriend did Tiago and Draje bang to make it so that he's not getting any minutes anymore? I I don't know, and I do. And I do well, think he, he, he had a John Harks moment or something. No, an Ezekiel Barco moment. Remember Ezekiel Barco? Well, he's well. He's actually ba- he's banging them in for River Plate right now. Uh, not not so. only was not only was Barco married at the time at 19, 19 years old. He was texting another teammate's girlfriend. Like very bad Ezekiel. No wonder he flopped. He flopped hard here. Uh, but um, I would like to see it. I and now listen, Tiago Andrade. I don't think he's a ninety minute player. I just don't. And I don't think that anybody else on the team offers as much off the bench. He's kind of in that Ishmael Tajiri Shradi position. Ishmael Tajiri Shradi, we all love Shradi. All of us love Shradi, right? And agree in, in full agreement, we all love Shradi. Like, like, like he was beloved by this fan base, and we loved what he did. Yeah. A lot of us, a lot of us, sometimes got frustrated that he was coming off the bench instead of starting. But when you actually look at that squad that he was on, who on that team was making a difference off the bench? Medina. Was he going to make a difference? Like, in, like in those last fifteen minutes where you need to get a goal, you know, was uh, was no, that, don- that don could probably kick it out for a fucking was, goal kick every was fucking Rodney time. Wallace going to make a difference off the bench, you know, like and and get us goals, you know, no, that's not like their skill set. 
Thiago Andrade has a perfect skill set suited like for those last 20 minutes of the game where you want to exploit tired legs with pure pace, get in behind. Because we've noticed that when it comes to his athleticism, Thiago's got it in spades. But when it comes to his technicality, he's still a raw, he's still, we're still dealing with raw materials. You know, he's not the complete product yet, which is fair enough because he, because he had only been playing professionally for about like four months before he got here. You know, that's something that we need to take into account. He's only been pro- playing professionally for maybe like 20 months. Uh, 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 so, but he's got that perfect skill set off the bench. I can definitely see a situation where we take off, you know, Talis or Asante or a Keaton or, you know, or Gabby like late in the game, even though I think Gabby can go for, for, I think he's dangerous for a full 90. Uh, but like we can t- and put Tiago on and, and exploit tired legs. So, so like yeah, no, Tiago has a place in my team. I don't know why he's not. I don't know why Andres Jason's getting minutes over him personally. Well, so but I can, I can tell you exactly why the substitutions happened the way they happened in this game. It's because Nick Cushing made three super tactical defensive substitutions and wanted to get out of there with, with a one-zero win or possibly sneak a second one in. But he did not make any attacking-minded substitutions. He took off Talis Magno. And brought on Alfredo Morales, I believe. He brought on he brought he switched Gray and Elenic, and then he switched yeah. and they switched uh, J- uh, Jason and and who else? Who did Jason come on for? I think he came on for Talos. Did he not? No, I thought no, he, no, that was uh, Alfredo. I think it was Alfredo for Talos. Alfredo came on for Talos. Uh, he came Pere- for Gabi. Pereira, yeah, Gabi on the left because he put he was on, he, yeah. Jason was on the left. So when you when you look at those three substitutions, those those three substitutions are all defensive. They're not. I mean, the 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 the, the Jason substitution is not so much defensive as it is. Uh, hopefully, this guy gets fouled in a dangerous spot, and we get and we can score for a free kick, or maybe he gets fouled. I almost won a penalty before. Maybe he get, maybe he gets fouled in, in in the box, and we get a PK, and we get a cheeky uh, cheeky PK. You you take off your striker and bring on a six that tells you like okay we're, we're like we're playing defensive we're parking the bus. It was it was definitely defensive minded, but listen, just so I'm not alone here, did do you guys agree with my assessment of like what that team looked like in the last ten minutes of the game? Yeah, but I mean, like, and they looked dynamic, but Santi looks anemic at scoring. <laughs> sure, but the thing is, if you can have him on the pitch in that position with Gabi and Talas also on the pitch in their right positions, in the correct positions that they should be in, because I I love Talas Magno, but he's playing the wrong position, yeah, and that's why he's struggling. Like he was elite last year in the first half of the season when he was playing the left wing, and we've seen him play the left wing before. We saw him play the left wing for a half against Nashville. He's good at the left wing position. That's where he belongs. He's not a striker. If if, if we can get a night, if we can get like 70, 70 minutes of Keaton at the ten, Santi at the nine, and then Talis and Gabby on the wings, do you guys not think that maybe that is something that can yield success? I think it is. It looked good. Yeah. And that and what could with Jason on? Who I don't even know who was playing the right wing. Who was on the right wing at that point? Pellegrini was there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that's not that, that. Imagine if imagine if Gabby and Talis are running onto those balls, and not Pellegrini and Jason. Oh, no, neither sorry. of which have. Been... Sorry, Pereira is on the right wing. Pellegrini is on the left wing. Well, yeah, that's how they started the game. But how was it like in those last like ten minutes? Uh, I think. It was Pellegrini and Jason, right? Jason went up, went to the left, and, Pe- yeah. and Pellegrini. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess Pellegrini went on to the right. Yeah, like, and it looked good. 
Now imagine if Pellegrini and Jason are swapped out for Talis and Gabby, who are easily superior players and are going to move off the ball better, are probably going to have better attempts at goal, probably have more skill in the ball. Like, I don't think that's a hot take. And I don't think, and I think we all watched the same game. We watched an a dominant NYCFC second half. Dominant. Well, yeah. So that's also what I want to talk about. Was in terms of in terms of the stats, like the our first half was like our xG in the first half was 0.16, which is pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't um, a good first half. At all. But our xG in the second half was lucky, lucky own goal. Lucky own goal. Point, but we'll take it. 0.93 in the second half. So. Yeah. Um, and then, so we should have. Vice versa, they, their XG in the second half was 0. .02. It's like fucking non-existent. They didn't sniff. Yeah. No, we dominated, and and like and by that calculation, we should have at least a goal to show for it. At like out of that, and if we can just mix it, like Cushing's been preaching tactical flexibility all season. Put Santi at the nine. Let him do it. Let him give it a try. Now listen, we're I'm not expecting him to be a ten goal scorer. I'm not. And I don't need him to be. But, like, if he can, like, link up with Gabby and Talis, Talis and Gabby have proven that they can score goals. Not in high volume, but they can score goals. Well, and, more so Gabby than Talis. Yeah, and, and, and Santi has scored goals, too, for this club. And some good ones at that. You know, like, as a matter of fact, I thought he should have scored an extra one during a uh, League's Cup in 2021 that was, un, that was unrightfully called a handball. Because it swiped his fingertips on the way in. He chipped the keeper. It was like one of his first games with us. I remember that game. Um, it, that was a terrible VAR decision. I, 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 I still remember... 11.38pm kickoff. I still remember O'Shane Nation, the referee from that game. He lives rent-free in my head. Every single time I see that he's refereeing a game, I'm like, well, we already know VAR is going to have a fucking say in this one because he seems to love to check it. You know, that, I'm sorry, that was not a clear and obvious error. Nobody on that pitch was complaining about that goal. Nobody had even known. And, and no, in, fact, no, in, fact, in fact, all the Pumas players were like, all right, fine, we're 2-0 we're two down to play on. Because it, it was inconsequential. But anyway, I don't want to get caught up on something that happened almost two years ago. Uh, like, you know, Santi, he, he, he'll, he'll chip in a few times, but for the most part, he'll get assists. Like, he can be that true false nine. Like, quote-unquote. I hate using the term because it's so overused today. But, like, like I remember when Maxi was doing it. Like, like, and we weren't great when Maxi was doing it before Bear came in 2019, but we weren't, like... We eventually figured it out. You know? Like, like it wasn't, like... It, we also have to take into account that we didn't have the talent that we have now. You know? He was passing balls to fucking Matriza and Medina. You know? Like... You know, Gabby and Talis are clear of both of those players, in my opinion. And, and Atati Cassiano said at that that at that point hasn't been fully developed. It was raw. He wasn't ready. So, it's first full season. So I think one of the uh, one of the biggest points where this game was won was the fact that we um, that we won balls in the air, seventy five percent to twenty five percent. Yeah, balls in the air. So Keaton, Big Bird, Keaton Parks. Chano and and uh, and Tiago Martins and Sands just winning everything in the air. Um, I believe that's definitely where that that helped contribute to to getting this result. Although, like, if I'm being honest, like, obviously, a, a win is a win is a win is a win. But like, you leave the stadium like we didn't like we didn't score today. Like, but like, obviously, you take all three points. Like all day, every day, you're gonna take the points. But like, it still, it doesn't like. Uh -oh. It doesn't... In fact, Joe, I texted you when when I left when I left the stadium. I'm like, it felt like we lost today. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. it doesn't light a fire under your ass. Like it doesn't fill you with I, like. 
know what I mean? I was I was talking to some of my you know some of my friends while we were walking out the stadium, and we definitely felt bittersweet about it. We used the term bittersweet. We were happy to stay undefeated during home openers. We were happy it was a big crowd. It was a very good turnout. Well, uh, well, we, well, we already got more 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 attendance in one game than the Red Bulls will have the whole fucking season. So yeah, and you know, and and we're happy for the win. But you know, we do we did acknowledge the fact that you know. We didn't put away our chance for us. They scored for had, us essentially. If we had scored one goal, that place would have went off. Like that place was waiting to go nuts. Especially no, the- no, that, no, that place went nuts when Mati scored that goal, but it was called offside. That would have been beautiful had Mati scored his first goal for us against Miami of all teams. I, I, fucking, I fucking called but, it on the last pod as well. Everybody's been saying, "Yo, Miami's a problem." That game proves that we're a fucking problem too. The only thing that we we're missing right now is the final product. That's it. That's it. If you find somebody who's even somewhat competent at finishing, if fucking league needs to go on notice, because like like listen, Joe's gonna get pissed at me for saying this. If A Bear is on the pitch with some of those opportunities, he'd finish at least one of them, at least one, and he and and he's not great anymore. You know, like, we've seen his finishes for Seattle. It's not like he's, you know, like, creating these amazing goals and, you know, scoring at the right place at the right time. Yeah, but that's fine. That's all we would have needed in this game. Now, with that said, our midfield is dominant. Keaton looks better than he has all season. Sands was getting stuck the fuck in. And, and... Just just coughing at the idea of having Eber in the team. Yeah, Sands was getting stuck in. Sands looked like a gang member, and he looked like he was putting the neighborhood on notice. Like, he looked like he was collecting, like, protection money, you know, like the mob used to do back in the, in, in the 50s. Like, like he, he looked like a demon out there. Like, he was, he, he, like, he was on op watch <laughs> on Saturday, and I love seeing, and I think he's perfect for the six. Six. I know, like we're not. I know it's still a bit weird to not see him in sixteen. I think he's perfect for six. I think he's perfect. I, <laughs> yeah, I, it was. It was the only obvious choice to be Keaton honest. Had a brilliant game. Keaton also put that nice ball into the area that should have been put. put I don't remember who who didn't finish it, but I think it was. I think it was Talos. Yeah, but it was maybe Talos. It was. No, was that the Galbi miss? I think that might have been the Gabi miss, or that was Santi's ball. Which which one was that? Gabi's only two shots were from like just outside, either just outside or just inside the eighteen on the right hand side, cutting. Know, but, you know, the remember the shot that I'm thinking about, where the ball went right into the right in the front of the net, and then Gabi got a touch on it, and we, we thought it was in, but then like it just kind of like it should have been in. And oh, it yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was the first half. It was the first. Yeah, yeah I remember now. Yeah. Was that Keaton or Santi who delivered that ball? I, th- I think that was I think that was Keaton. Yeah, it was a very good ball. I, I just we played so good except in one area of the pitch, and it makes me mad because I've been I've been seeing like a lot of people like say, "Oh, this team's fucked." I'm like, "No, we're not. This is a good thing. This is okay." Because week one, we didn't know if we would even be able to create chances, and now we know that we can, and we just need somebody there to finish it. That's it. All right, so- and it doesn't, and we don't need it. Tati level player to but, do it either. But, but but I do have a question. How how much is that? How much of that like creating chances like kind of falls on the fact that we're playing at Yankee Stadium and not uh, 
uh, away. I, I mean, maybe a little bit, but honestly, I mean, I, I don't. We did our best. I mean, but, I mean, but, I mean, but at this point, it's like it's like we already know we're gonna we're gonna smash everyone we, at home, and we'll just play piss poor away. We did our best work in the middle of the park. I felt we were dominant in the middle of the park. Keaton and Sands were the two man wrecking crew in the midfield when it came to dispossessing defenders and winning balls in the air. And we, like, like a lot of our dangerous chances were coming down the middle. I felt. I mean, some of them came from out wide, but. We weren't necessarily using the tight. They, 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 they were just bullying the Miami midfielders. Honestly, yeah, they, they were just winning, they're just winning it up the field. It wasn't a situation of Miami running out of space. Miami was just getting bullied. I mean, I mean listen, if you guys saw something different, tell me. The, the, honestly, honestly, I, I agree with you. They were just second best on the night. Like, like, like they did not. I thought even if we were on the road with this type of performance, we still would have walked away with three points. Yeah, I mean, we deserved the only yeah. the only problem yeah. areas that I could really speak about, and that's just looking at the stats. Um, we got called for offsides five times. That's a that's an over average amount. That's a lot of offsides. Um, but that also comes from Talis, who's not used to playing centrally. He's used to playing out wide. Santi, who's not used to being that high up the pitch. Uh, and then maybe Gabi and Pellegrini being a little bit over anxious um, with making their runs. No, um, I no, I think I, I no. The the more the more I look at that clip of Pellegrini's goal, I I think that the more the more they're probably calling it on Santi for being for obstructing the angle of the goalkeeper, and I I think Mati was onside the whole time. I, I think they just called it on Santi. I think the Mati just got unlucky there. Uh, it was tight. It was tight. He might have been offside, but it was tight. It was it was very close. Another thing he, he didn't look he didn't look offside to me. Another thing I noticed is that, and this was like I noticed this deep in the second half. So it says here that we had two total corners, but like we must have gotten those corners late in the game because we went the majority of the game without having any corner kicks, and we, we got we, we got one in the ninetieth where everybody was shouting for a penalty. Yeah, uh, and, then we got one, and, then, and we probably got one like at like somewhere around the eighty eightieth, eighty fifth, somewhere around there. Um, I mean, they, they were they were both late on. Yeah. Uh, one one of them was a shot from Kufre. Yeah, was and saved. I, and I think that corner kicks are going to corner kicks and set pieces are going to be a a big part of our offense because if you look at we have more height than the average pe- people do because you figure your your two center backs are tall but nobody has a center midfielder that's as tall as Keaton Parks right 63 yeah so i mean like on a corner kick like we need we have one more tall guy than they have tall guys so like we should be able to outbattle them and uh, and win some corners and put them in the back of the net but if we're only getting two corner kicks a game and they're both in the 80 85th plus um, that's that's not really good enough, um, and then the other thing is, I mean, we we have to start being aware of of, uh, of these yellow cards that we're picking up, like they're like they're fucking handing out. Um, candy, another another stupid crew for yellow. Well, yeah. So can I can I can I be honest though and say that I watched that game back and I thought a lot of those yellow cards were very soft for us. I or thought for them? both. Well, I, I I I do not. I, I think the ref. Listen, I understand the referees need to assert like control over a game and sometimes like showing an early yellow might be a good way to do that i thought he was a bit overzealous yeah yeah yeah, i agree but 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 the the very first yellow of the game he uh the miami player got it because he kicked the ball away after the after the foul so that that was a guaranteed yellow yeah no i'm not saying all yellow cars were unjustified in this game but i definitely think that at least half of them Looked soft, in my opinion uh, uh, the the the, the kufre one was definitely a yellow that's another stupid challenge by kufre I mean, yeah, but like, but like I said, like I, I do think that most of the yellow cards in this game for both teams, not just for us, were soft. 
What do you guys think about the Pellegrini tackle that uh, took out Grigori? Uh, I saw it on a replay, and it didn't look nearly as bad. Uh, on, on, in the moment, I thought it was going to be a red card. I thought he was going to see red, honestly. But when I w watched it back, it was kind of just a sequence of unfortunate events. Uh, I, I like, like, like he gets around him, and he's easily trying to hook it. He just kind of misses him. Like, like, I, I, I think a yellow is the right decision there, and I don't think, I think more often than not, Gregor doesn't get hurt. It just, it was just, it was shitty that it happened. But I, he had, I, I don't. To, he had to be subbed off later, later in the game. Yeah, right, I, I, right, right no, there. Right then, yeah. Yeah, like, he and, got subbed right. He was new, news came out today that he has a Liz Frank injury. It's going to hold him out for months. Yeah, no, like, like that, that's 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 a big loss for Miami. That's that's their captain in the in the midfield right there. That's a big loss. Yeah, for so you can imagine uh, how, how heated the Miami fans are at Pellegrini right now. Yeah, I mean, I can see how they're heated, but honestly, I watched it. It didn't seem like a dirty tackle. Like 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 uh, like live, it looked it didn't look great. But I watched it back on the replay when I got home, and I saw that tackle. So I wanted to know what the fuck happened there. Like, and how serious of an injury, because I heard that he was in a wheelchair at the end of the game. Like, I heard that they put him in a wheelchair. Um, and that's how they got him back to the locker room. But, like, I, um, I, I watched it back. It doesn't seem, didn't seem dirty. He doesn't, like, he's going, like, for the hook around him, and he almost gets it, but the trailing leg catches him. And, if I recall correctly... Um, I don't have the foul in front of me. Yeah, and yeah, and, and then and then the follow through, like Gregor, kind of like lands on his head and kind of delays the yellow uh, for a bit. Yeah, it was it was just it, it didn't feel like a dirty tackle. It just it was a yellow it was a yellow card for sure. Like I wouldn't argue that, but uh, I don't know. I thought I thought a red would have been a little bit too harsh. Personally, I, I don't think know. I think. I think just Justin also said it to me. He was uh, next to me for for the second half. He was like, "I, I like like this this ref is like a little bit too foul, too yellow happy." Uh, and uh, yeah, he, I I agree with him. He, I mean, I, I think I think he's a young ref. Uh, I don't know I don't know how how experienced uh, he is in refereeing games, but uh, I have a feeling mo most of this ref, most of these refs we're gonna see this year. Are, relatively young just like the 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 one against chicago where it was only his fourth match and to be honest he didn't really have that uh, i thought he had a good game as, as a referee uh especially considering it was his fourth match against chicago um but i, I think i think we're seeing relatively young refs i don't think we're, we're seeing really the like like the main referees that, we, that we've seen over the past few years i think i think we're seeing a new batch of young referees yeah for sure um i'd like the record to state uh, that I 100% uh, predicted the lineup for the for this match in the previous podcast. Um, what did you guys think of the starting eleven? I, I actually liked it. I I, I very much uh, was was intrigued um, with Pellegrini at the at the, at the winger. Uh, I thought he he played very well. Unlucky not to have the goal, as I said probably like five times already. Um, but I mean. By by far his best game with us for sure. Um, I, I think on I, I think if we're gonna have Mati and Santi in the lineup, uh, you you just you just gotta play Santi at the ten and and Mati on the left. That's 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 the way to roll. 
but um i mean i mean i mean christian you you put it you put it this way earlier i mean i mean if you want to see santi at kind of like at that false nine put keaton at the 10 alfredo and and sands yeah. like in that in that eight and six rule i mean I, I wouldn't mind that either well going into the game i do think it was our strongest 11 at the time but like and and I do think that was the strongest eleven that we could have probably put there. Like I, I looked at that eleven, I didn't see any like disagreements. I was a bit shocked that Mati was starting. I will say that, but I wasn't too shocked about that. I mean, he's kind of gaining a little bit of momentum. Like he's been kind of improving week to week, uh, and also having Santi in the middle would definitely like allow him to play a more natural position. And once they saw that Gabi was playing, I knew that he'd be playing as an out and out winger on the left. So like, I, I, wasn't... I, think, I think the starting job for. Pellegrini, I think it's his, I think it's his job to lose at this point. Now I don't I, I don't not, see I'm not, I'm not I don't see Tiago getting in the eleven. So, so here's the thing. So I'm I'm not going to say that yet. I'm not going to say that yet. I don't agree necessarily with that. I think we I think we have I think there's still a question mark as to who's going to start at the left wing. And like I said, but like going into the day, I thought that lineup was strong and probably our strongest on paper. However, um, I, I, after after the ninety, you guys already know how I felt about that last. Old last 11 that we saw and i think that like that with a few moderate you know modifications might be our strongest 11. so there was two reasons why i chose pellegrini when i when i predicted the starting 11 i was like he's gonna play left wing two reasons were because it, it kind of serves as like a like a homodic moment to uh to enter miami like playing a the, one of their former dps against them um and also i think that i think that uh the ball that Pellegrini played into uh, Jason, which Jason fluffed off of the post in match two, um, was kind of, it's, it's perfect ball. I think it showed. I think it showed ball. you that ability to, to him kind of have that quality service. Um, obviously, that service came from the right flank, not the left flank. Um, but with him being a left-footed player, I mean, like, I think that having more having lefties in the field is never a bad thing. Um, so I was like, and plus I, I was like, I, he's, I was like, there's no way he's trotting out Andres Jason in the, in the home opener. There's, there's just, there's just no way. Um, so I, th- I think we all would have rioted. Yeah, and the, the, the only other person I would have put there was Thiago Andrade, but I was like, I, I think he's going to go with with Matias Pellegrini. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I thought but it was, yeah, I thought it was one, it's, uh, one it's of, so weird. I, I, I thought it was one of no, the strongest ahead. lineups that we could that we could have put out. Um, I think Braza had a good game. Uh, he didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, made, he made a couple corrals. He only, he only had to make one diving save. And it wasn't in the even, it wasn't even like a full, it. it wasn't full stretch. It wasn't like it, he'd have to lay out for it. It was just a, that was it. wasn't too hard either. It was just yeah. it's just he, a relatively he, like he, he did his job. He, yeah. he made he made the stops that he needed to make, and it wasn't dramatic. He didn't make a meal out of anything. He didn't look like he was out of place. You know, first Quinchita as a starter. Yeah, I thought I thought he I thought he asserted himself well in the area. You know, I don't think. I mean, the, you know, the, the, I, the only thing that scared me. I mean, obviously the goal didn't count, but but him 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 being with one on one with Joseph Martinez and not even getting a touch on the on the shot, kind of. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, yeah, Joseph went five. Yeah, Joseph went five on him. All right, so I think now's a good time to uh, to kind of talk about our individual experiences of of uh, of, of home opener twenty twenty three. Let's start with uh, let's start with the guy who uh, who sits with the crazies over in the in the sports section, Christian. Uh, I mean, I will say that the supporter section felt great. Uh, it was packed in there; like there was a lot of people. I think the last time I remember there being that many people was, I mean, the last time we were at Yankee Stadium, which was the Derby match. I remember during the Derby match, and 
against the Red Bulls and during the match that week, Campionis Cup, like Supporter Shield was just full, like packed, like 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 we were like like sardines, and it felt you said great. Supporter Shield, huh? You said Supporter Shield. Uh, supporter section, dickhead. Uh, okay. So yeah, no, uh, um, yeah, no. I, I, I it, it was packed. It, the energy was high. I had a great time. It was fucking freezing cold, uh, but um, you know, you, you get over it, and you know, you move on, and you just jump around a little bit, stay warm. Uh, uh, the, the one goal that we got was a bit anticlimactic. We were definitely waiting for the uh, the big one, our, our like our own a goal to call our own shall we say and so you know like the the reactions that own goal was a bit like kind of like yeah yes all right you know okay you know that's great you know but we were waiting for someone to like give us like something like really like you know to like cheer about but like overall great experience i missed it i'm so happy to be back it's just it's you know i love I, i love our supporters you know i love being with my friends and you know, I, I'm sorry that I didn't get to link up with you guys. I know we were supposed to, but, you know, you, we don't have to go into specifics, but, you know, I've been kind of dealing with a lot away from everything like that. So I haven't really been communicating too much in the in the group chat and kind of just been in my own lane for like a few, the past like several days. But, you know, uh, it's good to be back on the pod. It was good to be back in the supporter section. It was a great time. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, if there was any criticism that I could levy, the drums were really loud and I felt like we weren't singing as much as possible. It was a lot of just movement. Uh, so like, you know, but you know, it's the home opener and, you know, like, even though we were high energy, you know, it, weather wasn't ideal and, you know, and we're, we're still trying to like figure it out. There's some new faces that I didn't like quite like recognize and which, you know, set, which is kind of to be expected considering that it was 25,000 gate, you know, 20, you know, 25,000 person gate this week for the home opener, which is pretty big deal because pretty good clip you know it's great attendance for a home opener it's close to a sellout in our regards and uh yeah no just really enjoyed myself can't can't you know couldn't be happier uh, you it know definitely I, would have told that across the river for sure yeah no that lo- lo- love being back and love that we got the three points on the home opener and that we've remained undefeated for that particular occasion davia what about you what was your home opener experience like Uh, this was my first home opener. Um, the of all time. This is the yeah first 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 home opener of all time. So um, finally finally got to uh, you know check that off the board. So uh, very happy about that. Very happy to attend the um, the first home game of the season. Um, also the 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 banner the, the the banner was completely like taken away and and they put it over. Is it right field or like like first base, like close to first base, around that? Um, it's, it's over section two hundred six, where it's like they have like a couple of like the um of the posters, and they, they kind of make it like a, a little bit bigger, a little bit more noticeable, but it's still too small to see it. Um, also like the like the mural, I, like behind behind the uh the the field the field seats, I, I think that's a pretty cool touch to kind of have with like our our achievements. Um. You know, you're not you're not seeing that anywhere else in the northeast of the country. So, we'll I'll happily take that. Um, yeah, the, uh, great great to be back. Uh, first time since September um, that I've been at Yankee Stadium. You know, obviously for the Derby. Um, first time back at a game since October uh, in the playoffs at City Field. 
so um you know i was just uh just waiting the whole week uh bought the tickets on monday uh, of last week so i was just waiting the whole week for saturday to arrive and um i was just so stoked to to, to be back at the stadium and uh you know get get to meet up with uh post 90 and then coach joe and you know joe obviously um make making the uh making the announcement i don't know if you want to uh say say it on the on the pot or not but um yeah it was uh, I, i'm just i'm just so happy that the fucking season's back and i, I can't i can't wait to go back yeah, so my um my game day experience was a little bit different than everybody's, but um so I had to show up to the stadium like super early because um the uh the club was issuing a uh, a second chance to uh to the people that they invited to the to uh to the club or to the uh, kit launch um, preview slash uh, media expose um back in back in February. Uh, or January, that I think it was like late January. Anyway, um, that that experience wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Um, so they got enough feedback that they were like, okay, we will allow that those same fourteen people to uh, come early to the match and to um, come and tour the NYCFC locker room at Yankee Stadium before the match for about fifteen minutes. Uh, so we got to go down together, and uh, there was no there was no photography allowed. Nothing like that, but they, but Katie Kalin was down there as well as some of the other NYCFC photographers taking pictures of us and stuff. Um, but we got to just walk around the locker room and, and ask them any questions. Uh, they, they had the tactics board up there, so I, I kind of I, I knew what formation we were playing already because I saw it on the board. Um, but we, we weren't we weren't allowed to say anything until after the until after the uh, kickoff or until after the the uh, until after the starting lineup was announced. Um, he had tactical bullet points in the back of the door, which was swung open, but we kind of like peeped behind it. Um, and then we, and then Kitman was in there, and he was like steam pressing all the all the jerseys and hanging them up, and making them look all nice and stuff. And um, you, you got to see whose lockers were next to each other, and like the chair. It was just it was a cool experience. Shout um, out Dan! Shout out to Dan! Yeah, shout Kitman! To, yeah, shout out to uh, the Kit guy. Yo, yo, Dan! If you're if you're listening to this, get me a free jersey, man. I'm broke right now. <laughs> Times are tough, buddy. But it was it was definitely a cool experience, and it was a good way of the of the of the club seeing their uh, their failed efforts in the in the kit launch and, and and kind of trying to make up for that. Um, so it was definitely a cool experience. Uh, and then after that, um, me and my wife went over to the Hard Rock uh, to get a bite to eat before the game. And as we're going into the Hard Rock, did you guys happen to go and get the uh, the free beanies that they're handing out? For the first ten thousand, uh, I got a beanie. Yeah, I got a beanie. Yeah, the first. I, I didn't get one. The first ten thousand getting in got a free beanie. I mean, I didn't uh, get one. Obviously, this club is is cutting cost measures uh, left and right to fund this uh, stadium in twenty twenty seven. But the hat was it's a it's a good hat. It's a good hat. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a nice hat. And also, listen, if anybody like, let me. Oh God, I shouldn't put it out in the pod. I'll say it off air for Davi's future thing. Continue. But uh, but it's essentially a mass-produced just navy hat with a little uh, a little I don't know what the dimensions are, but just a little thing that says New York City Football Club, like quickly heat pressed on. It's it's the, it's the same thing on the back of the jersey. Yeah, it's just heat pressed onto yeah. the hat. It's not like there's no there's no stitching or embroidery. Um, it's just really basic mass-produced. Yeah, I mean they can't see that, but I get. <coughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, it's a it's a nice hat. It's not a it's not a fantastic hat. Um, it, did it keep us all warm on this freaking cold Bronx night? Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, so got, got the hat, went and had a bite to eat at the Hard Rock, went into the stadium, shot directly over to the team store once we got in at 6 o'clock. Um, because of this, I missed the march down River Ave, which I, 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 like, I like being a part of that. It kind of gets you amped up for the, the start of the game um, uh, with, with everyone setting off the pyrotechnics, and it just gets you, it gets you so, feeling so, more. Saw some, uh, saw some AC Milan gear in there, didn't you? Yeah, so it, kind it, of posted it on Twitter. In the team store, I mean, and I, guess, I, I guess I kind of slept walk through the whole process of the Yankees buying... Ten percent of the of Inter Milan. No, I, I think Milan. it was announced. I think it was announced last summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they they bought like a like a minority 10%, stake in 10%. AC Milan. Yeah, so they, something they like that. They own ten percent yeah. of AC Milan. They own twenty percent of us. Um. So I mean, they've done pretty much zero for us, other than charge us rent to like a, a million dollars a game for seven years, eight years. We'll see how the partnership works once we move out. We'll see what. The profit yeah. margins are then. Um, so the team store was. I, 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 Joe, Joe knows how I feel about this organization running this club. They can go fuck themselves. They can go <laughs> right to fucking hell. Especially Randy Levian. Fuck you, Randy Levian. You're a piece of shit. Oh. Run in hell. Uh, yeah, so the, we'll te- talk about that the team store didn't really have anything that great in it. Um, and, and actually, I, I posted pictures. Um, they, they, were, they were doing such a rush job on the, on the 2023 Volt kits. That they 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 heat pressed on the Apple logo with the uh, MLS heat pressed logo, and after they heat pressed it on, they never pulled the plastic off. So the plastic. Was oh yeah, I saw, I saw on, that on your Twitter as well. Hanging on the screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, come on, guys! Like, we're supposed to be a professional organization here. This is like, dude, come on. This it, is like half. It takes less than two seconds. It takes less than two seconds to peel it off. Yeah. How like it's not going to fucking kill you. Like, Come who's on in now. charge of quality control? Like, I don't, like someone's job needs to be on the line for that. Like, that's not that's not good. Right, and it wasn't like one well. It was like always like a lot of them. A lot of them still had the plastic on their sleeves. And people. And, I wouldn't be surprised if it's. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Randy Levine's fucking. And I, I was on Twitter working at the store. I was on Twitter after the game, and there was a lot of people saying that like the the customization booth at Yankee Stadium is not very good. They bought an Alenic jersey and i guess alenic has like this uh this uh accent mark over the yeah over the i think it's over the c and they told me that they cut they cut a part of a different letter to make the accent mark like that's like like they didn't have the accent mark readily available so that they had to cut part of a different letter of different name set to make the accent mark over and it looked like it looked bad Compared to what it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, it looks bad. I was about to say, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it's looking okay, no, it whatever. Bad. You know? uh, um, yeah. But, well, uh, what they call it, like part of an S and they kind of use like the, the little squiggly middle. I don't know. Over it or something. But, uh, I mean, I wasn't overly impressed with a lot, with a lot of the gear that they had in the uh, in the team store. There's still no warm-up jersey. There's still no quarter zip. There were some nice jackets. Um, they fuck, kind of reversible. Fuck ton of scars. Um... But uh, um, but yeah. So then, I sat in two twenty-seven. Wait, how much? How much is it for a customer to bring your jersey in for them to put a name and number? I think on it. Thirty. Thirty. Do they still do old players? Players that are not on the team anymore? I think so. Yeah, they can. It's anybody. Yeah, you just walk in with a name and a number. I might. Sure they'll do it. Yeah, I might. I might go. Um, I might. I might go and just put. Uh, Maxi's old like old name and number over the the racing stripe kit. I have the replica. It's Ooh. it's empty on the back, so I might. No, so what's gonna, might, what's gonna happen? Though, is I, don't, I don't think they're gonna have that name and number set from that season anymore. Does that make sense? Every season, the the number, the name, the, the colors, it, 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 add it, away the number. That, that, that one, 
Wait, that one crossed. That one crossed both uh, both number sets. Yeah, we got to make sure they have. It this, was because that was how many years ago now? It's that, no, it's on, honestly it's fine. As, as long as I have a maxi jersey, I don't I don't really care. Yeah, um, I sat in two twenty seven A, which is about midfield view, uh, viewing lines, um, and then I watched the first half with my wife, um, and then uh, and then at halftime I met up with Dobby. Um, and uh, we watched some of the second half, and then me and Davi went over, and we, then we all went over and sat with the boys from uh, Post Ninety um, for the for the uh, for, for all the second half. Um, and I mean, it was the crowd was it felt lively um, during certain parts of the game, and like when we we're getting close to scoring um, at the end of the game and, and at halftime, um, we, uh, I took uh, me and my wife took pictures. Um, because we, and also on Twitter today, we, we announced, uh, that, uh, we are expecting our first child. Um, hey, let's give it for him. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Now with the, now with the, now with the way our finishing was on Saturday, we might have to put out that baby at striker and see how he does. Yeah. So he's going to be busy. Uh, <laughs> co- uh, baby, uh, baby coach Joe do, uh, September, 2023. Yes, let's do it. So if I'm if I'm not existent from podcasts and uh, games in late in uh, late September, early October, you'll know why. Uh, but I'll, I'll, yeah, obviously but... I'll try as, as hard as I can to 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 stay active because NYCFC is a huge part of my life. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought the I thought the the atmosphere of the stadium was was lively. I thought that it, it, the stadium felt pretty full. Um, I, I mean, obviously when they say twenty five thousand, that's the that's the amount of paid attendance. That's not the actual amount of attendance, right? Um, well, well it's, mean, it's, it's, it still felt close enough to 24,000. Yeah. It, it, it felt like it was 25,000. It felt like, like like there wasn't a lot of empty seats like like outside of the upper bowl, which we don't sell ever, you know, since like beyond the uh, the, the inaugural season. I don't think we've ever opened up the upper bowl. Well, and I can speak for, I my, I, for my sections in the I, 200s. Uh, there was a lot of empty seats. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, well, it's the 200s. Most people buy it in the, the 100s anyway. But I think the I think the only the only uh, time they probably open up the upper bowl is if we make MLS Cup. Man, we sell out every single ticket. And also, oh, uh, the uh, occasion. And then also home derby matches, they make the Red Bulls sit up, whipped up by themselves. I mean, if we ever play like a big super club, like maybe like Guadalajara or uh, like or like America, like maybe we can ever like maybe we can op- open it up because oh, well, we're playing Atlas at City Field, so we might. We might open up the. Uh, we didn't have to open up. We didn't have to open it up for Atlas though during Campeones Cup. So I mean, I mean, but City Field is is smaller. Like, Atlas is a popular team, but they're not like uh, America like popular. They're not Chivas popular. You know, like like. Oh, and, by, by the way, when you when you said massive club, I was I, I was thinking about European clubs. I wasn't thinking about Mexican clubs. I mean, we're never going to play a European club at Yankee Stadium ever. So I mean, maybe during like, I like, mean, a, like a friendly, but I don't think like, that's that. I mean, yeah, Liverpool played once there in 2019. Yeah, but the, we didn't play against Liverpool. You know, like, like it, was, it was sporting. It was sporting. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting any friendlies against any European teams in the middle of Yankee season. Like, it's not happening for NYCFC. NYCFC. Like, it's Yankee Stadium, and if the Yankees are playing, we're going to City Field, and City Field's not going to host any friendlies like that either. Uh, it does make me excited, though, for. Congratulations on your baby, by the way, Joe. Very stoked on you. Thank you. So stoked for you. Uh, no, I, it's it's one of those situations where 2027 can't come soon enough. Um, and like, and listen, even though we, I don't want to get off on a tangent. I want to like, st- like, 
to Davi's thing about Randy Levine. Okay, so we were all very pissed when the Bronx deal fell through. And it, and it looked like Randy Levine sabotaged it uh, and, and like brought it off the rails. But the he thing did. is, here's the thing. Had there not been a better deal out there, I probably would have been... I, I probably would have been asking for his head and like like and I was up until November of last year. However, the deal in Queens is a lot better than the deal in the Bronx. And I'm gonna set tell you why. The South Bronx is a full blown neighborhood with lifelong residents that you have to clear shit with and a lot of shit that you have to get rid of in order for the stadium to happen. Lilith's point is literally the one middle of fucking nowhere within the five borough limits that there is. There's nothing else like it. There's a lot of less red tape that you have to go through in order to build through in Willits Point, and it's probably going to be cheaper at the end of the day as well. And we're getting a better deal at Willits Point and having a lot easier of a time. We were working on the South Bronx for like three years. The deal fell through at at the Bronx, what, in late 2021? And within a year, we had announced a stadium. You know what? At this point, I don't care. Just, just give me the fucking stadium. Now listen, like, I would have loved to have a stadium in the Bronx because I think that any kind of development like that in the Bronx would have turned heads and would have made people curious about it, like, like, like for sure. However, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to take what you can get, and a, we're getting a stadium, and it's going to be in Queen. It's in a good location. Oh. Well, much much like this game, you can take what you can get. We got a known goal and still win the game. So just take what we can get. We got a better deal. Period. We got a better deal, and he found it. So props to him. He didn't bend the knee for the South Bronx because they were getting caught up on fucking parking spaces. They're like, "Fuck you. We'll go to sit. We'll go to Queens, and we'll use the Mets parking spaces. Fuck yourself. You know, like like that, like that. And they did it. It's in you lurp right now, and. Even though like everything's not a foregone conclusion, odds are we're going to get that stadium done. It, where are the odds? It's going to get done, and I'll be up by twenty twenty seven at the latest. So, hopefully twenty twenty six. Hopefully, but I mean, regardless, even if we have to wait until twenty twenty seven, the deal's done. Deal's done, and and we didn't have to go through all the red the South Bronx red tape to do it, and and. Uh, and you would think that the South Bronx would be begging for development, you know, with the current state that the Bronx has been in in the last, like, few years. But apparently not. So we'll build in the middle of nowhere in Willits Point where there are no people who live there and build a brand-new neighborhood around our stadium. And What's going on here? bringing this back to the 2023 home opener against Inter-Miami, um, <laughs> we... Got away with a with a one zero win, first win on the season, first three points. Um, let's uh, let's kind of go around the horn here and uh, and just get, give our final thoughts on on the match and uh, and uh, yeah and and uh, let's see uh, what we have uh, what we have going into this weekend versus uh, DC. We'll obviously have a preview episode for that as well. But let's start with Davi. Uh, I think we showed. Promising signs um, going towards the future. Uh, I, th- I think I'd be much more concerned if uh, weren't creating the chances or getting into dangerous positions where you could score goals. Um, the only concerning part is that um, still don't have a striker. I mean, I mean come on. I'm like, uh, I, I, I guess the club has something done and 
they're, they're probably going to announce it or they're negotiating behind the scenes or something. But, um, yeah, I think if we're, if we're going to play without a striker, uh, might as well uh, go back to the, 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 the three-back formation where it was clearly successful without a striker to finish off last season. But, I mean, hey, I mean... A win is a win, and I guess uh, I mean I mean we'll we'll take it. We'll take it for now. We got our first three points of the season, so um, we get another home game uh, coming up this week uh, against DC. And um, not not sure not not sure how well DC is playing. Um, I know they got they got the opening day win uh, against Toronto, but no uh, drop points in the last few games. So um, hopefully we can get something away from DC. Um, but we really need that striker. Uh, Christian, me, Christian, tell me, Christian, tell me how you really feel right now. Let's go. <laughs> um, I, I, like I said before, it was a bittersweet victory, but at the same time, oddly enough, it also gave me hope that if we can somehow just figure out how to put the scoring shoes on, we're going to be fine. Um, now, are we going to need another player for that? Probably. Probably going to need to get somebody new. And maybe we might have to trot out somebody that, you know, we don't want to trot out or we're not comfortable trotting out until then. However, in those last 10 minutes, the last 15 minutes, in the last 15 minutes of that game in particular, I liked what I saw outside of the final product. I liked what I saw as far as the, di- the dynamism between Keaton Parks at the 10, Santi at the 9, and I think with two capable wingers such as Talas and Gabby, mixed in with that equation. So you have to remember by the time Santi went to the 9, Talas and Gabby were no longer on the pitch, which I think needs to be, I think we'd be remiss to not mention that. I think that sets me up for hope. Is Cushing smart or bold enough to do that? And play Alfredo and Sands at the same time with Keaton at the 10, Santi at the 9, and Talis and uh, Gabby at the wings? I don't know. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses because it's our home opener. I was stoked. And yeah, I guess let's talk about DC for a few minutes. So the one thing I have to say about that is that it's it, the, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> it's, it's We know. All right, yeah, so uh, my, my final thoughts on... Uh, on this home opener, um, it's good to stay undefeated. Uh, it's good to pick up your first three points of the, of the season. Um, are there still glaring uh, deficiencies in in our our attack? Yes. Um, is the defense looking pretty solidified right now um, against a team that I know you guys aren't very high on on Joseph Martinez, but he is a proven MLS goal scorer. He can't put the ball in the back of the net, and we held him to no goals. It's always a good thing. Um, it was a good defense. That's for sure, 100%. Yeah. So um, do, am, I, am I looking, am I cautiously, optimistically looking forward to putting four or five goals in the back of the net on, on DC United this weekend? Absolutely. That would definitely boost my confidence in this attack. Um, but I think that the midfield and the defense have this on lock. Our, our offense legit just needs just need to remember how to play soccer and how to pr- play soccer at a very high level and score the way that I know that they can. Because I'm telling you right now, that if our offense can get clicking on all cylinders and our defense and our midfield can just maintain this standard and maybe dip only a little bit below it and maybe even rise above it a little bit, watch out because we are going to contend for top three in the East at minimum with with, with who we have um, in 
in uh, in our arsenal and even who we have coming in off the bench. Um, at the Eastern Conference, needs to be put on notice. Watch out, we are coming. Um, if our offense can figure it the fuck out, and if they can figure it out, the sooner the better. I want you to put the word out on the street that we back up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Stringer Bell. Shout out to the Wire. Shout out to HBO. I would, I, I would, I would like to, uh, to say to the East, uh, keep sleeping on us so we could just absolutely fucking destroy you every game. Uh, and real, well, we'll talk about it in a second. All right. Uh, this is uh, episode eleven of Beyond the Smokestacks. Uh, for Christian, Davi, and myself, New York is blue. Peace! Peace!